we are consumers of political media. Oh, uh, one hundred percent. In our in our heart of hearts, yeah, we I, love political media. I do it for the love of the game too. I'd, I'd be watching it like mm-hmm. just like that. We're constantly consuming it, and uh, to that end, I have another entry in our ad series here today. Okay. This was created by the Ronda Santa Super Pack. It's also called uh, the Never Back Down Pack, which I think is horny. Okay. Um, Very. And it kind of, that name is a, a little bit of a precursor for what this ad is going to be oh, like. No. Um, for context, this ad is going to mention someone named Kim Reynolds. She's the governor of Iowa. Okay. First state where the Republicans are having their primary, which is a caucus, of course, is in Iowa. So, so keep yeah, that in mind. Where DeSantis is polling behind, right? Well, he's bowling behind Trump, certainly. Okay. And I, there was just a... South Carolina. <laughs> we're going to talk about DeSantis a lot this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's struggling in the polls a little bit. But we'll get to that <laughs> a little bit later on. But I want to start with this ad. Okay. A little ad series. Uh, and I, uh, I think we can just get right into it. Let's go. Let's go. Kim Reynolds is a conservative champion. She signed the heartbeat bill and stands up for Iowans every day. So why is Donald Trump attacking her? I opened up the governor position for Kim Reynolds and when she fell behind, I endorsed her. Did big rallies and she won. Now she wants to remain neutral. I don't invite her to events. Trump should fight Democrats, <laughs> not Republicans. What happened to Donald Wait. Trump? Never back down is responsible for the content okay. of this advertising. That's where it ends. Did you did you notice anything there about Donald Trump's voice? No way. Did they make it up? It's AI. No. It was an AI voiceover from I Donald Trump. I thought it sounded off, but I was like, yeah. I don't know if that's how phone calls that are. Was, that was a Ron DeSantis super PAC ad, the Never Back Down pack, and it was a, uh, an AI voice of Donald Trump. He did post those words onto Truth Social. Oh, okay. So he like he he put them into the into the world, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, like it's something he said. But it is intentionally deceptive <laughs> to put that into an AI voice to make it sound like Donald Trump was like revealed or disclosed to have said this on some kind of phone call or interview in secret or something like that like i that's a uh, i don't really know that's that's what seems that, crazy. I don't know. it feels like a breach of like uh ethics yeah <laughs> ethics and integrity all those things i thought it was wild that they were hyper focusing on trump saying that he, she's not invited to events anymore uh-huh i don't invite her to fun things anymore yeah i also like, love this right because like <laughs> beyond the ai thing uh-huh uh, the, what the ad is trying to do is get you to focus on how Donald Trump doesn't like your governor. If you're an Iowa voter, that's uh-huh. going to be participating in the Republican caucuses there. Um, but it, like what Republican voter that's in favor of Trump is going to be like, oh, he's not loyal to his allies. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, oh, he it, abandoned anything, people? It's, oh, she wasn't loyal to him. Yeah. Like, they added the necessary context for you to understand that Trump endorsed her and now she's not endorsing him. Mm-hmm. So what's going on there? Uh, also, the beat in the background is crazy. <laughs> yeah, kind of dropped <laughs> like, hard. Who is, who is running these ads? Who is doing all this? I just, I think it's funny because regardless of Kim Reynolds' personal popularity in her home state, Who's going to look at this ad and be like, oh, I'm voting for DeSantis now. By the way, didn't even say DeSantis's name. Uh, didn't, didn't, and this is my problem with like all of the Republican candidates that aren't Donald Trump right now. None of them are making an argument for themselves while contrasting themselves to Trump. Yeah. It's except, well, not even Chris Christie's doing this. He's directly attacking Trump, but he's not saying like, oh, you should vote for me because of X, Y, and Z and Trump is bad because of X, Y, uh-huh. and Z. But this kind of ad is saying, okay, he's not loyal to his, uh, the people that he put into power, quote unquote. So what? But she's like, not then loyal what? to him. Like right. the, the internal consistency isn't even there with the ad. Yeah, I I don't understand what him and his entire team are thinking. It's probably hard for them to think, considering it's just a fucking revolving door over there at his campaign <laughs> yeah. staff. But like, goddamn, they he can't like conjure up a, a modicum of charisma Mm-mm. in anything, any of the things that he does. It's it's insane. He's such a devoid of it. Yeah, and this isn't even Ron DeSantis is doing. Like this is his super PAC that makes ads for him, right? Like technically. In the law, he's not supposed to have contact oh, yeah, with them, yeah, yeah, yeah. quote unquote. Uh, but this is the people that support him making an ad, and they didn't even make an argument for him. Like, I get it. You only have 30 seconds uh-huh. to air a lot of these ads, uh, or it's going to cost more and more money. But at least say, you know, Donald Trump, not loyal to Kim Reynolds. Use your fucking AI voice or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, say Don DeS- Ron DeSantis is loyal to, to his allies, and he protects his allies or yeah, something like something that. Something that or is a positive if, spin for him. If you're going to use the AI voice, make Trump then make Trump say something worse, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like Trump has tons of tweets, tons of tons of truths that he's posted that are much worse much funnier yeah much more embarrassing that they could have posted that they could have put into an ai voice but they use the one about loyalty like you're well, already there yeah. just go the extra mile also who cares about trump and loyalty yeah this is something that democrats try to hit him on all the time and it doesn't work because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, trump gets away with whatever he wants and he's kind of sick yeah 
<laughs> anyway, I thought that was a, a fun entry into the ad series. Um, quite the just, quite a crazy one. I can't believe they just didn't go all the way with it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're already going so far to just take dig up Truth Social and use the AI voice, just go all the way. Yeah. You know, we got the uh, the Pudding Finger ones uh, mm. a while ago. The Real Women of Politics koozies. That Real one was fun. Women. And I thought they would all be that kind of flavor. Like, yeah. kind of just increasingly more crazy and bizarre. <laughs> but I like how we're getting a, a broad selection of themes. Yeah, uh, I like this how This is just like faking and deceiving, vo- uh-huh. faking uh-huh. out and deceiving voters with an AI <laughs> voice. Which is something that Ron DeSantis and his team has done before with the AI images of Trump hanging out with Fauci. Oh yeah, that he's produced fake images to deceive voters. Such a such a so common cool. theme when it comes to conservatives. I remember the one time when uh, Trump. There, I think there was something where Trump had to go to court, and one of the judges, or one of the judges for some prominent conservative in court, Fox News showed a picture of I think his the judge's face photoshopped uh, with Ghislaine Maxwell. You oh, remember nice. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they love doing that. They yeah. love just putting up fake images. Yeah, it's just, uh, and, and, run, and DeSantis' team and his pack is like the only one doing this. <laughs> now, I haven't seen anyone else do something like this. Trump's <laughs> team hasn't even done something like this. It's just DeSantis, like, again, intentionally deceiving voters. I don't Because, like, the, the images look real enough and the voice sounds real enough to deceive people that aren't tech savvy. Yeah. They don't know about all the AI stuff that's going on. And I'm, I guarantee you that probably older voters, which is the Republican base, are getting deceived by this kind of stuff, especially in Iowa. Like, I, like you, I can guarantee it's happening. It's an intentional deception. And like, but again, beyond the ethics here, I don't even think it's uh, appealing to anybody. No, probably. it's like they're hitting all the bases. They hit homophobia a couple weeks ago. I oh, guess of course. They're, they're hitting conservative women, and now they're hitting just bland. Yeah. Just nothing. By lying. <laughs> so cool. Not even lying in a fun way. Welcome back to Head in the Office, everybody. We've got a loaded show for you today. Yes, lots did. of election news to talk about. Oh, yeah, lots of Ron to talk about. Lots of Ron to Ron to Sanctimonious. Ron um, sucks. We got some cock news cock later news. on in this episode, of course. <laughs> some fun cock news uh, out of Congress. You all can probably predict what we're talking about. <laughs> New cock pictures just dropped. But before we get into this episode, I'm going to remind you all. Mm. Go buy some Head in the Office merch. Please. Fun for the whole family. All kinds of different sizes. All kinds of different buy sizes. Buy it as a gift for your brother, your sister, family Is member, friend even. Unisex fit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Get a dad cap, get some stickers, decorate your water bottle, put us on your laptop. It's, it's, it's well, it's a good, uh, it's a good present if someone's got a birthday in the summer, or just yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you want to you want to enjoy the summertime in a nice short sleeve t shirt from Head in the Office. Oh, you can do that. We got goodness. light colors, we got dark colors. Come on, you got broad selection, or you need to protect your your, your pretty little eyes with a hat. Mm-hmm. You can do that too. You can do. Oh my goodness! We, we got such, everything for you. Such beautiful eyes. Office. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, HeadintheOffice.com. Get yourself some merch uh, while supplies last. But if you want to support the show in other ways, of course, Patreon there for you. Early access to everything mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com/slash/HeadInTheOfficePod. You can also follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Uh, leave a comment. Smash that thumbs up button. Exactly. Tell us how your day is in the comments. And I really want to know. If you want to help out the show uh, in in a big way without having to fork over any dough you could always leave a five-star review on apple you just like uh, this wonderful person over here one and only k uh 285085 with my new obsession mm-hmm. i came for jeremy's voice but stayed for the hilarious and informative political discussion many such cases exactly i had seen your clips on tiktok and finally decided to give the full show a listen and i was hooked i listened to the show for nine hours straight Whoa. and couldn't get enough you guys are awesome i hope this podcast never ends that's model crazy. listener right there model listener <laughs> truly model listener nine hours straight of head in the office that's some dedication a work the, day yeah, really for the love of the game <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> thank you for leaving that review if any of you want your five-star review ad Red, go and leave it on Apple. Or if you don't have access to Apple Podcasts. Say you live in, in Canada or something. Or, or yeah, we can't listen to them because you're in some uh, country that doesn't exist. Yeah. Go ahead and send it to us on Instagram. Uh, other than that, though, I think it's uh, time to get into the news. Time to get into all the election news. we got a lot to talk Ron about. DeSantis dirt. Last week, uh, Gage, at the end of the episode, alluded to a Ron DeSantis CNN exclusive thing uh-huh. that was happening. Um we said, you know, the news cycle was screwing us over again. We weren't going to be able to hit on the big Ron DeSantis news. It was super mid. Honestly, and it did us a favor. It. Really? Yeah, <laughs> it, it just was a complete waste of time. I expected one of those CNN town halls, but I guess Ron DeSantis is just too much of a coward to do one of those. Just an interview. Just a sit down. You know, they did one for Trump. They did one for Nikki Haley. They uh-huh. would have done one for him. Yeah. like He's the, he's the one in second for right now, at least <laughs> in most polls. 
<laughs> they would have done one for him, and I guess he was just too much of a, a coward to do it because it was just like a, a 20 minute exclusive, not even 20 minute, like 15 minute exclusive, mm-hmm. uh, where some softball questions were thrown at him that oh, yeah. didn't reveal anything. Jake Tapper couldn't have been more passive mm-hmm. in the interview. He would ask a question that like seemed interesting. And then Ron DeSantis would just completely sidestep it and say yeah. something else. Like, um, I brought it. He talks about like a lot of uh, wokeness in the military. Yeah. Jake Tapper started that was like pressing the first him. five minutes. Yeah, he started pressing him on that. And then Ron DeSantis said something along the lines of, "Well, you know, uh, Jake is like, what do you think of this? Like, how where where is the wokeness in the military? These people say it's like the ninth biggest issue. And he's like, well, you know, a lot of people define wokeness in different ways. I've actually defined it, but nobody else a, can. Nobody else can. It's a really <laughs> hard thing to nail down. But yeah, there's just a lot of woke." people in the military and the military needs to get back to um the the martial rules that made it a unique organization yeah. what does that mean yeah what does what any does of that mean? mean one you can't give away the game like trump can give away the game mm-hmm. you can't come out here and say that nobody can pin down wokeness because you're gonna get shit on by us obviously trump can do that because it's way funnier oh, yeah. than he does we're still gonna shit on him but most people won't so that's one thing where you're kind of fucking up the messaging there and then another instance where I thought I, I thought it was just weird is uh, Tapper asked him about why he wants to ban trans people in the military. And DeSantis responded by saying, uh, military culture is unique and I don't really like trans people in sports. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. And he did the thing where it's like, oh, well, we can't change all of society to accommodate for this yeah. you know, 1% of the population. He said, quote, we can't flip society upside down yeah. just to accommodate 1% of people. And it's like, what is, uh, you need to ask, like, what, uh, of course, not flipping the world upside down, <laughs> but what does accommodating for trans people even look like? Like, yeah. in terms of what you need in the military, it's just providing a different type of healthcare. Yeah. If we can provide men with erectile dysfunction, with Viagra pills throughout through the military, with healthcare plans in the military, I see no reason why we can't provide gender affirming care or just provide for the needs of trans people that are serving the country by the way uh-huh. uh it's just ron DeSantis hating trans people it's, of course especially because he just explicitly just wouldn't answer the question yeah it's just saying well they shouldn't be in sports so mm, tough yeah. yeah tough for you and tapper did not follow up he did not care whatsoever to press him back for it and it's like when that's the dynamic that's going on here you know the interview is just going to be nothing yeah and it's like it was low-key worse than one of the town halls because at yeah. least with the town hall that Jake Tapper did with Nikki Haley, it was a little bit more pushback than we got. Uh-huh. Jake Tapper, I guess, I, I, I don't know. Like, why didn't he push back more? Like, you have DeSantis in the hot seat. And it's like, you're CNN. Yeah. Do you think your audience is really going to be like, I think you I think you pushed Ron DeSantis really right. hard there. I think you went a little too, I think you were a little uncharitable to Ron DeSantis. Or is it, what? what's going to happen? DeSantis is going to be like, yeah, I don't want to come back again. Yeah. Like, oh well. Or he's, right? gonna, he's never going to come back because he's not going to win. Like, yeah. He's not going to win the primary, so you're not going to have to worry about it. Just get the content you need now. He, he already wasn't participating in interviews. So like, what's the, like yeah. this is the first one he's done with any major news network that isn't explicitly on his side. So, so why not? And it's like, oh no, what if you want walks out of the interview publish it yeah run right. stories about milk it milk how ron DeSantis couldn't handle cnn and jake tapper i questions. bet that would get your ratings up a little it bit it would a tiny bit i know you need it i oh know you God. need it uh other things that ron DeSantis said i thought was fun he kept calling the vietnam war the vietnam conflict <laughs> that's a good one i don't know what purpose this serves uh i like downplaying the severity of vietnam we were there for 20 years i like but I, like what, why what, what like what's the point who right? talks about vietnam anymore yeah <laughs> the vietnam conflict <laughs> yeah, we didn't yeah. lose by who the way who talks about that conflict maybe it's so that he can and say we never lost a war yeah yeah <laughs> um tapper also couldn't get ron DeSantis to he couldn't nail down ron DeSantis on a six-week abortion ban DeSantis wouldn't say yes or no nationally i uh-huh. mean um but i mean you know if we apply the transitive property yeah he did one in florida i would assume he would do one nationwide so he just wouldn't answer the question though which is the same thing with all the republican candidates right now so especially they they all that's why another the ad we watched in the beginning i thought was a little weird how they yeah. hammered down the abortion thing but i guess that's fine because that's for republican primary voters so they're gonna want to see that mm-hmm. but they, they're yeah. not going to answer the question they know it's bad for them it's a toxic thing yeah anyway uh the desantis cnn interview kind of a waste of time yeah, it sucked. Not even necessary to watch. But uh, speaking, it wasn't as big as I thought it would be. But in in I guess other Ron DeSantis news, uh, in a press conference on Friday, he doubled down an assertion on an assertion by the Florida State uh, Department of Education's new middle school curriculum that will teach kids that quote slavery develops skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Holy shit, dog! <laughs> so that's good. In his that's double down crazy. at a press conference, he said Ron. Ron 
Little Rhonda said, quote, they're probably going to show that some of the folks that eventually parlayed, you know, being a blacksmith into doing things later in life. Yeah, you were just uh, compelled to labor. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were often compelled to breed and produce children to keep my plantation alive. You uh, had no real choice, no political enfranchisement, of course, no freedom. Of course, you were owned by somebody else. uh, Subjected uh, to brutal conditions. You learned how to be a blacksmith. So yeah. slavery was good. Yeah, so that's fun. So, Don't clip that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Neon Tari, I'm talking about you. So that's great that Ron DeSantis is just getting up and talking out of his ass. Ex- explicitly white supremacist talking point, by the way. Oh, like, I, I want to be clear about that. The idea that slavery was in good any way good for black people in America is an insane talking point uh-huh. that only goes to whitewash history and make it seem as though white slaves, uh, white slave owners weren't as bad as they really were. Because it's like what he's doing here is he's reducing the uniquely evil chattel slavery down to like trade school yeah <laughs> it's like oh no well, i mean really hard four years like what if we said oh yeah the holocaust was good for survivors because it taught them to face adversity yeah like, that's crazy it, it, nobody does this for any other adversity that has ever happened in history right it's only right-wingers when it comes to slavery because they don't want to wrestle with the idea that maybe black people today are oppressed maybe yeah. there are still some uh i don't know through lines that lead to the conditions that we see today mm-hmm. it, it's the only event that people do that for and i don't understand and i also don't understand who this type of messaging is even for. Yeah. Because Crazy. I feel like the the normal the normal ahistorical abhorrent stuff that Ron DeSantis and his Department of Education have been doing when it comes to African American history is just changing curriculums to say that you can't say white people were explicitly like bad. Yeah. And you can't say that white people were the ones that were well, oppressing black people. You can't highlight the racial dichotomy there. I feel like we always knew it was going to get to this point. Yeah. They started off much like the don't say gay bill by saying, oh, well, this is only so children don't feel bad or they don't uh, they aren't being indoctrinated to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. And now they're taking it a step further and saying, oh, well, actually, maybe slavery was good or in the don't say gay <laughs> case, uh, maybe uh, or kids shouldn't be taught anything about gay people, trans people, et cetera, until yeah. after they graduated from high school. Right. It's all of this. It's this slow bleeding of the education system or the slow shifting of the education system in Republican states to uh, to favor the conservative ideology, yeah. which education by its very nature doesn't favor <laughs> because conservative ideologies are nonsense, right? The more educated someone gets, we have good sociological data on this. The more educated you are, the more likely you are to be liberal or left-leaning. And that is a existential threat to conservative ideologies. Oh, absolutely. But I just, I still, I... Everything else that they've done kind of makes sense when I look at the landscape of, like, the culture war and stuff. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for conservatives to be up in arms with their uh, about, like, oh, they're telling you that white people are bad when they teach about slavery. I could see the through line there still very far off. Still, yeah. like, we shouldn't live in a society where people think like this, but I can get it. But to say that slavery wasn't totally evil and not get laughed off the stage is nuts. Well, yeah. I mean, this is happening in Florida. So feels like such an escalation. And I think it is, but it's happening in Florida, a state where Republicans can do whatever they want because they have a supermajority. Ron DeSantis gets to get he gets whatever bill he wants to his desk. Mm -hmm. I think what we're seeing here is a side of Republican politics in 2023 that is just unequivocally evil. Right. They sometimes still do their faux populism where it's about protecting the children or it's about helping, you know, middle class Americans that are losing their jobs because of immigrants or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think this is one of those things where they're just saying, like, oh, yeah, slavery was good sometimes. Yeah. So, and like, I mean, the, but again, this is the, where the, the undergirding, the undergirding, the underlying ideology of conservatism always wanted to go this way. I think we're finally just seeing it come to the forefront. So fucking Which nuts. is great. It's, it's insane. Like, though, like right? fragile white people have no stock in this argument. Yeah. They have stock, I guess. They it's fake, it's not real, it's bullshit. But I can see why they think they have stock in thinking that uh schools are teaching people white people are bad. Mm-hmm. They have no stock in defending a statement such as slavery was not totally evil. Slavery yeah. was kind of good. Right. It, it, it just it's it's ridiculous. And the uh Florida Department of Education to defend themselves, they released a list of 16 different black people that they say used skills they learned during their time as enslaved people to become successful. So per the Tampa Bay Times, one of the people the state listed was Booker T. Washington. Washington, if you don't know, was an educator, went on to uh, found Tuskegee University, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) who was enslaved until he was freed at nine years old. Now tell me how an enslaved nine-year-old could have learned the skills necessary to become a successful educator. This is fucking insane. Tell me that you learned that from zero to nine and not 
after is, you left slavery. It is an insane perversion of anything about Booker T. Washington's life uh-huh. to use him as justification for teaching people that slavery taught people important skills. There's no insane. chance in hell that he would ever agree with anything Rob- no, Ron DeSantis no. ever has to say about this issue. That, that is crazy. But it gets it gets even worse because like Booker T. Washington, bigger name, huge mm-hmm. name, right? But another person the Department of Education lists and who I, who little Rhonda referenced was Louis <laughs> Latineer, someone who the department claims was a blacksmith born into slavery and. 1848 and freed in 1842. Now, if you're hearing those dates and you're connecting the dots, you already should be uh, saying that sounds a little weird because Mm -hmm. he would have been enslaved for the first four years of his life. Yeah. But again, per Tampa Bay Times, quote, a museum dedicated to Latimer states that he was born to two self-liberated, formerly enslaved parents. Self-educated, he worked as an inventor participating in the development of the telephone and uh, incandescent lighting, among other inventions. That's he crazy. never even was enslaved. I don't even know what to say. I One, mean, like, <laughs> like they already tried to claim that he learned about being a blacksmith uh, yeah. when he was four years old. Mm-hmm. And then they were just wrong in claiming he was ever enslaved. Yeah. And they published that. Doesn't this line of thinking justify, like, any horrific act you do to any group of people ever? Absolutely. Because you could just say, like, oh, well, they learned important skills down the line, even if Uh what I did to them had nothing to do with them learning important skills, even if what I did was absolutely horrible and incomprehensibly evil. Yeah. Like, this justifies any act against any group. And I don't think it's a mistake, by the way, that I think Florida was one of the states that was the last to get rid of slaves and was one of the hardest fighting states during the Civil (laughs) War. And they're now also the state leading the way, saying slavery actually wasn't that bad. There was actually some good things we can take out of slavery. You know, there's both sides to everything. You guys, come on. Uh, nothing is uh, totally evil. We can look for silver linings. Yeah. Guys, real life, it's not black and white reality. Right. Things are gray often. That's crazy, man. <laughs> so that's uh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, it's a really good look for your presidential campaign to get out there defending slavery. Well, and the thing is, like, no Republican's going to call them on this, right? Because no. they agree. But, but like, <laughs> fundamentally, if I feel like if this got out, like, what moderate is going to agree with this? Mm-hmm. And you're gonna need some of them if you want to win a general election for the president. Yeah. Like, yeah. And again, like, I, I, I can't express enough. This is blatantly white supremacist language yeah. and rhetoric. Like, the only reason you would ever try to reframe slavery to look as though it was even slightly beneficial, had some kind of silver lining, is to say that, oh, well, that kind of racial hierarchy, that racial system that we had set up before wasn't all bad and therefore was justified to some extent or or shouldn't be viewed with Insane. as much disdain as it is today. It is blatantly white supremacist to try yeah. to reframe it in any way. It's a, it's a form of denialism, right? Yeah. Like, again, if you applied this kind of logic to the Holocaust, it would be a sort of historical revisionism. And you'd be laughed out and of the room. Yeah, you would respect. You would correctly <laughs> be laughed out of the room and called a, a, a Holocaust You denier. would be shamed, as right. you should be, as you should be for this take. Yeah. And I, it just takes me back to, like, I don't want to do the Trump 2016 thing where it's like, oh, Trump never had a chance to win. But in 2020, when Trump lost, he said crazy things, but the GOP wasn't this far right with their rhetoric back in 2020. It's gotten so much worse. So I just have to wonder, like, what the fuck are they thinking? Yeah. But I think, again, I think that this is always where conservative ideologies lead. Yeah. Back to rigid hierarchies based off immutable characteristics that you can't change. We're seeing it with trans people and gender norms specifically. We've seen it with race for basically as long as conservatives, Republicans, for as long as the Republican Party has been conservative. Yeah. We've seen uh, them try to reestablish race hierarchies through any way that they can, but their language has become a lot more explicit, Look, of it's, course. It's, it's also just conservatism being reactionary. You can't keep yeah. reacting to the same things. You're a, you're going to have to keep pushing the envelope. Yeah into more and more far-right territory, and you're going to have to just start reaching back into history to find also, things to react to. you got to point out how Republicans, specifically in Florida, are always the ones like, yeah, Democrats did slavery. <laughs> and Republicans here are the ones saying, you know, actually, slavery wasn't that bad. You know, Come on! Actually, Lincoln was, Lincoln was a Republican. You'd agree with me. The party of Lincoln, Reagan, and Trump, baby. Come on. God, the cognitive dissonance. <laughs> How can you hold both beliefs? Like, Because you remember back when there was a bill. I don't think it ever passed, but there was some bill to make it so anybody who's a part of a party in Florida that previously supported history can't run. Yeah. There was a bill that we covered a long yep. time ago. Basically would have disqualified all Democratic candidates from ever running in Florida again. Um, but th- they want to do that. They want to do this kind of revisionism. Well, it's not really revisionism, but it's uh, uh, a framing of how slavery was yeah. to make themselves seem 
fine in the modern day to not link themselves with racist ideologies. But now they want to also say at the same time, after saying Democrats bad because they did slavery, they also want to say slavery taught them important skills, yeah, but though. slavery was good. Radical, so which is it? Radical abolitionist John Brown was still bad, yeah. but like slavery sometimes, hear me out. <laughs> God, it's so crazy. It's great. I, how can you hold both beliefs? How do they not just combust immediately? <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. They, there's got to be nothing going on in there. God, this is like fascists. Like, I mean, awful, obviously. You know, history's <laughs> uh -huh. villains. The worst kind of person you can be politically. But the way they can just shapeshift and be chameleons, like take on any belief if it's beneficial for their political agenda is crazy to me. It's, it's like, I, I I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't fathom. Like, I couldn't fathom when I was reading that, when I was mm -hmm. writing the show notes. Like, what is going on? Imagine just having no convictions at all, and except just, being racist. Just lying about yeah. people who were enslaved. Mm -hmm. Just lying about historical figures like Booker T. Washington. I can't imagine, like, being taught that in school. Like, how is that going to adjust how you view history? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like imagine you're growing up, uh, especially, like, black kids going through the Florida education mm -hmm. system, and you're taught, like, you learn about slavery, how awful it was. You see the pictures, I guess the paintings, and, you you know, you learn about the Civil War, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> and then your teacher at the same time says, like, well, yeah, but it taught them important skills, so it wasn't all bad. <laughs> like, that's a weird framing that I, I can't even fathom how that would have changed my thinking about this whole situation like awful uh, how, how does a child not even sit there yeah. and think what yeah <laughs> what, what are you talking about like yeah you know uh, some people if you look at it through a certain lens if you uh, twist it like a kaleidoscope yeah. <laughs> it's like a jobs program Oh shit! <laughs> well, they were housed, fed. Come on, now. <laughs> yeah. He said they they had free housing. They had all these I things. I wouldn't be surprised they were paid if, like, for. if next year Ron DeSantis is like, you know, well, in Florida we're going to start teaching that they had universal health care, <laughs> like that. You know, you know, the South really the the South was really the most progressive society oh, that we've shit. had. It, it's good and also bad, though. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, naturally. But it's slavery horrible. But mm, mm. God, that's so crazy. <laughs> Awful shit Ron DeSantis is doing. I, I, I can't believe it. This dude this dude blows my mind every day. It floors me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely floors me. I feel like I'm getting hit with a truck. I yeah. feel like every week he says something wild. Actually evil. Yeah. Actually, but he yeah. can't spare any bit of charisma. Like, he can't no. take that and put the skill points. He can't rearrange them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to respec badly. He needs to respec. He needs to go see fucking Ranala yeah. <laughs> and respec from being awful into a little bit of charisma so he can actually do these media appearances God. if he wants a chance. Yeah, well, moving on. Uh, we got to talk a bit more, a bit more about the election. A bit more about uh, hard cash money things yeah. that I care about. We got to talk about some bans, actually. Uh -huh. uh, we got some more election news coming up. So Ron DeSantis, of course, we talked about last week, is suffering a little bit of campaign issues. Uh, he's got lots of money, and we're about to talk about the money for mm -hmm. all other candidates because we got numbers for that as well. That's so good. Um, but he's had, he was having some staffing issues. We talked about that last week. Still got a lot of money on hand. Ron DeSantis was actually reported being the uh, the number one earner of this quarter the last few months. Oh. at 20 million dollars but of course he's spending a lot of that money Burn a lot of that it. money is from large donors and he uh he how many did he fire he had like 92 on staff like and fired 12 yeah six or 12 people that he fired sending a lot of them over to the super PAC, which as we've already covered on this episode doesn't do a very good job <laughs> at, uh, doing what they're supposed to do so Ron DeSantis uh seems to be the the number one earner at least in this quarter right now Biden though $19 million. Right on his heels. Uh, but at the same time, you got to remember that Biden's got the entire DNC, the Democratic National mm -hmm. Committee, at his back. And they've got tens of millions of dollars they've already raised and they're spending on his behalf. So he's got a lot loaded up. Biden's not doing bad. And all. I'd also imagine that spending for Biden isn't really going to be front loaded since, yeah. let's be real, nobody's going to primary him. RFK, bro. Oh, he's oh it's way. fuck. You're right. You're right. I yeah, RFK, he's shooting up there. He's, he's got, got good ideas. Majority. <laughs> he's got a lot of good ideas going on. But nobody's realistically going to primary Biden. So they don't need to spend money right now. They yeah. can save it for the next quarter, they can save it for the general. Yeah, and I, I don't, Biden might have some money left over, probably a small amount from the, the presidential election in 2020. Yeah. He did raise over a billion dollars, which is <laughs> just an insane amount of money on his own to spe to raise and spend. But uh, he's got a lot of uh, funding at his back, as we would expect mm -hmm. from an incumbent. Trump has brought in $17 million this quarter, $14 million of which was donors, giving him less than $200. So regular people. Regular people. Yeah. Uh, and according to Politico, DeSantis raised only $2.8 from those 
those that same group of donors. Meaning DeSantis is relying a lot on large donors and is yeah. struggling to get smaller donors. So not, not a good sign. Is relying so hard on like the institutional conservatives. Yeah. Like you're like Mitch McConnell's, your Heritage Foundation people. He like he just doesn't have the support of actual people who are gonna go out and vote. The vast majority and of people are for Donald Trump. There's a lot of reports of those kind of high-tier donors who max out their donations to Ron DeSantis, uh, either emailing or talking to reporters or talking to people inside the Republican establishment about how they're getting very nervous about Ron yeah. DeSantis' chances because, you know, they're giving a lot of money to him. Once you give money to some candidates as, well, you know, the high-tier donor, mm -hmm. uh, you may be viewed by other candidates with some disdain because, you know, you're giving to my competition, that yeah. kind of thing. So uh, people are getting a little bit nervous about the DeSantis campaign. And him sending a bunch of staffing over to the Super PAC not only is bad because the Super PAC clearly sucks at producing content, <laughs> but also is bad uh, because there's not you you're not supposed to legally have control from the can from the campaign committee over the Super PAC. So they're not supposed to interact. There's a lot of disconnection, and as we can see, the disconnection already isn't very helpful. But the Super PAC can raise an infinite amount of money because you can take in millions and millions of dollars from uh -huh. people like the Koch brothers. So yeah, that's it's one. Like, also, like, is I feel like Trump is just going to hammer home this point yeah like if he's smart which i feel like usually he's good at hitting points like this he's just gonna rail out how nobody supports him mm -hmm. he's being backed by the swamp yeah like it's already built into everything he campaigned on in 2016 and 2020 well and having this many small donors now or having for donald trump it's like most of his money that he's raised for this quarter has been from those small donors those people yeah. typically or might give again in the general election and it usually means that you're pulling from the general population rather than mm -hmm. a small subset of donors that once they max out they can't pay you again yeah so it's a it's a good sign for trump and uh not a good sign for desantis yeah, generally. they're going to be giving consistently yeah. uh they're going to be giving however much trump promised that he was going to pay to buy their dinner and then mm -hmm. didn't yeah. He's going to be like, no, you're right, Trump. I'll give it to you. Yeah. You were supposed yeah. to give it to me, but I'll give it back to you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Doug Burgum. Doug Burgum. Did we ever talk about him? I don't think so. Uh, I don't Doug know Burnham, who he is. He's running. He's a billionaire. Nice. Governor of North Dakota, running for president. Uh, he's reported $11.8 million this quarter. Oh. Uh, $10.3 of which was his own money. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. like, why not just go above and beyond and put yourself at number one? Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if you're already giving, what is that? Like 90 some percent of your campaign yeah. to yourself. Why not go all the way? Yeah. Uh, we got a similar, a uh, similar story with Vivek Ramaswamy. He reported 7.7 .7 million with 5 million being from himself. Oh, so cool. And I think it's either Burgum or uh, Vivek promised or committed to give themselves like a hundred million dollars or something in what? total for their own campaign. So that's that's crazy. Oh my god! Just it's a like smooth a, 100 million. Who who was the like billionaire that did that in 2020? Mike Blumenthal or something. Bloomberg. Like? Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah, Bloomberg came in and dropped yeah. like what 500 million dollars in yeah. like, the Democratic primary yeah. just to get. Well, he shit was the on. highest spender. Spender. Yeah. yeah. Like, he 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 spended the most, or he spent the most. And yeah. he didn't. Did he even do anything? No, he got shit on by Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> <laughs> like he got torn to pieces because he's a billionaire. Yeah. Right? Like I don't think it's gonna work for uh, for Doug anyway. Oh, Vivek God. is another story because he's uh he's polling pretty high. He's in third in a lot of polls. Really, he might eclipse DeSantis at some point, <laughs> which would be, be crazy. So cool. uh, if we uh, interestingly uh, interestingly RFK Jr. If we want to talk about the other Democrat that's running yeah. here, uh, he's been receiving quite a bit of money. I think he had about six million this quarter, which is a decent amount. And most of his donations Sometimes are from people like me, who uh, typically donate to Republicans. Oh, can't say who would be thought? surprised by that one, right? Who would have thought? And if we want to laugh at the losers here, both Mike Pence and Chris Christie have not broken two million dollars this quarter, which is not a good sign. <laughs> Not a good sign. That's a great sign, considering that, like, Mike Pence isn't isn't polling high at all. No. But he's polling in, like, fourth, fifth in some of these things. Yeah. Like, he's, like, one or two behind DeSantis. And he has 100% name recognition, right? Yeah, like, everyone knows Mike Pence. Vice president. Yeah. He's in the same position Joe Biden was in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, he, he should be doing better yeah. for all intents and purposes. Uh, but they wanted to kill him, so he's probably <laughs> not going to do too well. But uh, I have a... <laughs> I have an interesting strategies that two candidates have come up with that I think we should Let talk me, lay about. Lay it on me. I, I really liked reading about these. It's from Doug Burgum and Vivek Ramswamy. So oh, the people who self-funded. Yeah. So nice. for context, uh, and, and the two people that are insanely rich, Vivek's not a billionaire, of course. but uh, hundred millionaire. Is. Yeah. Owned yeah. a tech company. Uh, for context, though, this is from NPR, quote, to participate in the debates, candidates must raise at least 40,000 or must have at least 40,000 donors. They must also bring in donations from 200 or more donors in the same state. So okay. those are the, the criteria, meaning you got to get 
forty thousand donors, right? Got to get lots of lots people of to them. donate to you. Individual people have to donors. support you, and you want donations from various states in the country. Yeah, which is a big hurdle for a lot of the candidates that are smaller, even those that have a lot of money themselves, because mm-hmm. you got to get those individual donors to get on the debate. You stage. have to appeal to like I don't know the country. You got to be able viable, to prove right? that yeah. you're electable. Well, uh, both Vivek and Burgum have come up with interesting solutions to okay. this conundrum. <laughs> Doug Burgum has said that for the first fifty thousand donors to his campaign, any one dollar donation will get you a $20 gift card in return. Hold on a minute. Hold on he a minute. He himself is a billionaire, of course, so he can afford all of this, but it is uh, legally dubious. It seems like a yeah. bribe. How many, how many people do you think have donated so far? I don't know, but we could get- You think I could be in that for $19? $50, get a free 19 Come on. <laughs> That's an Im- immaculate return on investment, <laughs> yeah. if I do say so myself. In a similar That's vein- That's a sweet deal. <laughs> in a similar vein, though, Vivek promised 10% commission for anyone who can fundraise for his campaign. What does that mean? Um, I See, I think you can become a fundraiser by donating, and then you get commission on other people you get to fundraise. This seems like an MLM. Oh. It seems like a literal Ponzi scheme. He's running his campaign like LuLaRoe or Herbalife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what's going on here. Apparently, the FEC signed off on this, Federal really? Election Commission. Um, There's no way. But, they, I mean, the FEC, what do they do? <laughs> you know on, what I'm saying? You could get commission? <laughs> 10%? That's a free job right there. That's a good bit of commission. I thought those were uh, pretty funny stories. Uh, There's no way that should be legal. Yeah, no. Like you should, you should not be able to bribe voters to donate. To right, because what this means is, you know, if this is allowed, that in future debates, if the criteria is similar, then you can just basically bribe people to get on debate stages. Uh, and I think Vivek's already been confirmed to make it on. He's hit the threshold. I think he got, you know, 20,000 more donors than he needed. So he's okay. going to be on the debate stage in August. Oh, that's so good. I don't think Burgum's hit it. I don't think Pence or Chris Christie's hit it. Uh, I don't know about Tim, uh, Tim Scott or Nikki Haley. They might have already. Um, they had pretty average numbers. And but. Nikki Haley wouldn't surprise me if she hit it. But yeah. the, the, this guy, whatever his name is, I don't. I didn't even know who he was. Mm-hmm. Like, what does he even want to do? Spending all of this money? I don't know. Like, is he trying to get on and pull people further like right? You, you were a governor of a state. You've got. Uh, you're a billionaire. You won. Just yeah, go home. Chill. Yeah. Nobody knows who you are. Either. You don't. You don't got to. You like, know what I mean? You you not only have the luxury of being one of the most powerful people in the country, mm-hmm. but you also have the luxury of being one of the richest people in the country. And you have the luxury that when you have those two things, nobody knows who the fuck you are. Yeah. You can just chill. You can coast. Uh huh. You can write those little laws that only benefit you and hurt your constituents mm-hmm. and live in a really big house. Yeah. Like. That's it. And nobody ever had to know. Nobody And now we're known. talking about you on a nationally syndicated podcast. On the number one geopolitics podcast. everyone knows who you are. Known worldwide. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know if this will like land him in elections prison or something. Probably not because no laws are ever enforced around elections Facts. apparently. Uh, but yeah, that's. Um, we'll see if it works out for him. And Vivek. I hope so. Vivek's already on the debate stage, though. I'd very like exciting. to see him on the debate stage now. August 23rd. I'm looking forward to August it. August 23rd. Very that's in le- exactly a month from now? Uh, yeah. A month from today. Oh my month God. from recording. Come on. That's it's pretty exciting, right? That's good. Um, but I, I'm still thinking Trump's probably not going to show up. I'm hoping. Uh, fingers but crossed. I don't, I don't know if Maybe he'll be happen. in court. Yeah. Well, he might, he might be <laughs> he in might court. He might have to show up to court. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got debates coming up soon, and we'll see if uh, these hooligans who might be breaking the law get on. So I hope so. Oh, Before we end out election news today, though, we got to head over to Ohio. This is a story that was notified to us by a listener, actually. Uh, something that kind of flew under the radar for me and I think a lot of people because it seems pretty explicitly uh, meant to be subversive and trick people Okay, based on what I know about it. So there's a special election coming up in Ohio. Again, shout out to all, uh, all of our Ohio listeners. We have a few of those. On August 8th, this is the election day, Ohioans are going to vote on a ballot proposal that does very simple things. First thing it does, it raises the vote threshold for constitutional amendments on ballot measures to pass from 50% to 60%. And it requires potential ballot measures that are just petitions that start off as petitions to receive signatures from voters in every county, all 88 versus the current rule that only requires from half of the counties to get onto the ballot. Basically, all this does is make it harder for ballot measures to pass and it makes it harder for ballot measures to ever get on the ballot in the first place. Yeah, it makes it uh, citizen petitions a lot weaker than they are right now, which is like ballot measures are the most direct democracy that we exactly right. So this is just less democracy. A vote yes on this would mean you're in favor of raising the vote threshold percentage, which would make it, again, harder for citizens to pass things and just make it harder to initiate citizen constitutional 
constitutional amendments in general. I don't know if other states have a 60% plus rule. In Michigan, we don't, and I'm glad that we don't. Um, But that sucks ass. Like, that's really bad. It's stupid. And then every county, you got to travel the whole state. You got to go on tour. Yeah. To be able to get this ballot measure in. I know, like, most people live in, like, probably, like, two counties, but you got to go to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Every single one. You got to go to all of them. It just makes it harder uh, on uh, on citizen initiatives to to get those done. But the reason I said this was a little bit subversive and I think meant to... um, make things worse in Ohio in general is because that's not where this ends. Oh, the story continues. Really? Uh, this August votes gotten tied up in a lot of abortion discourse as well for a pretty good reason, because there's another ballot measure <gasps> aimed at November. Oh, that would enshrine abortion rights into the state constitution. And wouldn't you know, uh, right wing officials in Ohio want to make that measure less likely to pass. A lot of polls put abortion protection, support for abortion protection in Ohio above 50, but below 60. No. And so they want to pass this ballot measure to make it so uh, abortion protections can't be submented into the Ohio constitution. It's pretty obviously for that purpose. And if you have any doubt, That's I have a quote crazy. here. Okay. I have a quote here from WKYC News. It said, quote, Republican Secretary of State Frank LaRose admitted last month, quote, this is 100% about keeping a radical pro-abortion amendment out of our Constitution. So if you had any doubts, that pretty much clears it up. That's, oh, my God. Dog. Yeah. Why can't we do this? Why, That's what I'm saying. Like this, this, this is why what Tim Evers did in Wisconsin Tony is Evers, yeah. Tony Evers is cool and sick. Mm-hmm. Why can't we get out there and do stuff like this, but uh-huh. for good things? Because they can go out there and make radical changes, give take democracy away from you, mm-hmm. so that it's easier to take more rights away from you, so that it's like doubly easier to take more rights away. Because already when you take away democracy, it's easier to take away rights. But now they're taking away democracy to also explicitly and implicitly take away yeah. rights. Crazy. What makes this even more fucked, well, of course, there's like the anti-democratic sentiment, uh-huh. which is like the entire point of all of this, is yeah. to just make it so Republicans can control more and more of your life. But the thing that really gets me about this is I think, and I'm not sure on the details on this, I think it was Ohio, I think it was either 2022 or 2021, an amendment passed that said uh, no more ballot measures on August elections. Oh. And they're doing this on an August election to usurp the abortion <laughs> protection amendment that will pass if the 50% remains in place for the November election. It is, it is like, what and is this was a thing on? that was passed recently, right? Like it's, it's purely to prevent as stated by the Republican secretary of state to prevent women from having uh, constitutionally protected access to abortions in the state of Ohio. That's all it is. It's just to like, be evil. Is it going to work? I, I feel know. like this one could work because you're not voting on abortion when you're voting on this. You're voting mm-hmm. on the ballot measures. And I feel like when you when you see it at first glance, it makes intuitive sense to say that, oh, yeah, a ballot measure should have to get support from everyone in every county. And constitutional amendments, yeah, those it's should be deal, hard right? to pass. Like, it's intuitively it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you think about it and you're like, well, actually, you know, this hasn't really been a problem. Uh, the people that are trying to make it so I, – I'm pretty sure the abortion amendment is going to get on the November election yeah. ballot. I'm pretty sure that's confirmed at this point. But I think the group behind it, and I can't remember the exact name of this group, but the group behind it is advocating against this ballot proposal right now. And I think if they're doing a good enough a good enough job, they'll be able to optically, narratively tie it to the abortion yeah. amendment and say, like, uh, a vote yes on this would basically mean that abortion rights will not be secured in November. God, and so long as they're like able to make that case. That's a tough sell, though. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe. But yeah. as long as they get out there and tell people to vote no. Um Hopefully they'll be able to. Hopefully they be vote successful. no. Yeah, but uh, August eighth, if you're an Ohio voter, vote no on issue one. Uh, be pro democracy, and then later on, vote in favor of abortion rights. Yes, yes. Be then you're like doubly pro abortion rights. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy the lengths that Republicans will go to make it so abortion rights just won't be secured. Right. It, like yeah. we saw in many Republican states that had. Um, uh, constitutional amendments to protect abortion go up in their elections last year. They super confusing wording on yep. a lot of them. Sometimes a vote no meant protect abortion rights. Sometimes we, a vote yes meant protect we abortion beat rights. The confusing wording. And in every single state that abortion was on the ballot, it won, right? Which is a good thing. Uh-huh. And now in Ohio, we're seeing them add another layer of confusion, a whole <laughs> separate vote that you got to go take just to make sure that abortion rights can be cemented. It's a multi-step process. Yeah. Just like, making it as confusing as possible. I, I don't understand why they're going so hard on an issue that has proven time and time again to not be electable, for yeah. lack of a better word, well, to and, uh, be optically bad, to be poison. And, and well, that's the thing, right, is that Republicans know that any time, basically in any state— if there's an amendment to protect abortion rights, it's going to pass, right? Yeah. They don't want that to happen because they hate women and they want you to die. 
So they got to find creative ways to make it so you do not have access to abortions and they can take your rights away. Uh, and this is how creative they're getting right now. Because, again, they, they can't win on this if it's just a ballot measure. Despite Republicans Man. being able to win in the state, they can't win based on purely based on their policy ideas. So they got to do something like this. And I really hope they're not successful, but um, uh, it is the most creative one that we've seen. I I'll thought give them that. I thought we were supposed to be the creative ones. Yeah, I thought we were supposed to be the creative, like artistic ones. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. they, no, they, they routinely <laughs> conservatives just show us up when well, it comes and, to this. Like, the thing that gets me is doesn't this totally deconstruct the argument that it's a state's rights issue? Yeah, like you are purposefully making it so your state cannot make a decision <laughs> as to what they want to do with abortion. Like the voters of the state cannot decide if issue one passes uh, on August 8th. And I mean, that's, that's what it's always been. Yeah. States rights has always been, okay, we can't control the federal government. Mm -hmm. So we're going to make it so that we can control it. They, they small government is only as small as what they can guarantee they can control. Exactly. That's it. That's all it ever is. Yeah. That's all that. All, mm. So if you're in Ohio, vote no on issue one, August 8th. Um, go to vote.org, figure it, you know, yeah. get registered to vote. You know what to do. Figure out how you can vote absentee. Make a plan. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. It's coming think, up pretty soon. I think Snapchat has like a thing you can do. To, oh, that may only have been for the midterms. But during yeah. the midterms, they had a thing you could do where it's like you pulled up a filter, scan mm -hmm. something, and you could see all of the information for like all the candidates. I don't yeah. know if they still have that. They might. Either way, uh, make sure you get out there and vote. And I do want to, before we move off of this topic, talk a little bit about the abortion amendment itself. Yeah. So as I said, it's coming up in November. It's basically guaranteed to be on uh, on the ballot. But what interests me more, of course, is the opposition. Oh, okay. Because that's what we like to cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, the opposition to the group, uh, or the opposition group to the amendment is called the, quote, Protect Women Ohio, which I think is fun. That That is fun. Uh, in their line of attack, can you guess what it is? See, they're opposing abortion. What do you think they're attacking? They're opposing abortion. I think they're attacking women. Mm, trans people. <laughs> <laughs> the line of attack is trans people. What? There's yeah. no way. So uh, to be clear, the wording of the amendment itself is this. Okay, Men shouldn't get abortions. Neither should women. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's kind of guess. That's off the dome right there. Like. <laughs> so, so here's the wording of the amendment. It says, quote, Everyone has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, including but not limited to decisions on contraception, fertility treatment, continuing one's own pregnancy, miscarriage care, and abortion. That's all of it, right? That's the whole yeah. thing. And the opposition group has, of course, naturally claimed that this means children can get, quote, sex change surgery without parents' knowledge or involvement. That's a crazy stray <laughs> to just throw out there. That's a crazy shot to just fire. Yeah. Well, they argue that uh, the wording not limited to means that children will be able to get sex change surgeries if this amendment passes. That's their argument, oh my which I think God. is super cool. That is cool. Yeah. That's and the same NBC <laughs> article I was reading, there are basically no legal experts that ever say the text of the amendment could ever be interpreted to mean that. <laughs> specifically because amendments are usually like, amendments to constitutions are very specific. Yeah. They provide for very specific rights. Hyper pedantic. Uh, so I wouldn't think that uh, this could ever be interpreted to mean, yeah, children can get sex change surgeries because... um. It doesn't say that, obviously. God, dude, it's that's not the entire. That's so like transphobes love inserting themselves into yeah. things that don't pertain to them, yeah. <laughs> and just making it about a group of people that they aren't involved in that they hate. Yeah, to me, this is a really good argument for intersectionality, though. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh, yeah. uh, even if you don't fully believe in in the merits of intersectionality as a theoretical framework, uh -huh. just look at what the uh, the fascists are doing. <laughs> they know intersectionality is real, and they're <laughs> look at using it to their advantage. Yeah. Like the um, an amendment wholly based on like access to reproductive care is being interpreted to mean um, trans people get to exist, and they don't like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, I just I thought that was very funny. Of course, the the purpose here isn't to make a cogent argument about the amendment; it's to scare people away from voting yes. Oh, of course, uh, it's a stretch because it is a stretch right yeah so, oh that's that good pretty funny. that's good and you know uh i guess it's time to talk about a uh, new cock that just dropped dick news dick news mm -hmm. welcome mm -hmm. back to dick news hour baby come on <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. god i think we actually uh we got to label this beyond parody for sure because this is a ridiculous news story okay um i was Play very happy that this happened though because as we predicted it was coming <laughs> no pun intended oh, Something was coming Fuck. This is going to be a difficult section to get through Okay, let me focus, let me focus, let me focus Okay. So, um, the GOP obsession with fat dick yeah. Is at an all-time high 
And if you know, you know, we're talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course. Uh, the clip went viral a couple of days ago, but uh, I want to I want to cover it in depth. I really want to okay. get in there. I to really want to get story. in deep. You know what I'm saying? So to set the scene, last week, the House Oversight Committee held a hearing where two IRS agents gave testimony on how the DOJ was basically dragging their feet on prosecuting Hunter Biden yeah. on the, uh, the tax fraud charges that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Basically, Marjorie Taylor Greene... Uh, well, I, I will get to her in a second. The idea is that they wanted to investigate. It was already a sham hearing. It already had nothing important to say. Isn't it like they're trying to talk about like, okay, the DOJ is clearly not going after Hunter Biden, even though even though we know he did these crimes and they're kind of dragging their feet. They don't really want to prosecute, but they mm -hmm. should be. Yeah, that's the idea. Okay. Is, is basically what this hearing was about. But Marjorie Taylor Greene wanted to deviate from this a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and she wanted to prove that Hunter Biden was violating the Mann Act, which is a law against human trafficking across uh, state lines. Okay. That's what that regulates. And she also accused him of paying for a prostitute through his law firm's bank account and writing it off as a business expense, which is the coolest that's thing so I've ever sick. heard. Like, like, that's so sick. Like, what? But seemingly frustrated and enamored. In procedure, mm -hmm. Marjorie Taylor Greene took it upon herself to have a poster board made oh, of Hunter Biden's photos where he is uh, naked, <laughs> completely naked, and having sex with prostitutes. And she showed these photos to the congressional committee during a hearing. Now, these images, we can't show them. No, <laughs> no, we, no, no. no. get taken off of YouTube, taken off of TikTok, like <laughs> immediately taken down if we show these photos. They had sensor marks on them, but the sensor marks are insufficient They're in covering about, up the act. like an inch and a half wide and like six inches long. <laughs> Do the measurements, people. <laughs> the sensor marks are not enough for us sensor to show them. Sensor marks weren't girthy enough, I um, can tell you. But, I mean, that's basically where the story ends. She wanted to stick Hunter Biden on this issue, and she showed nudes of him. She did revenge porn in Congress. I was, I was just about to say, mm -hmm. conservative politics, like a significant portion of conservative, I guess, their their media time has been uh, cock. Mm-hmm. Just talking about Hunter's cock, yeah. talking about how Hunter does does blow and fucks hookers. Like. Yeah. Well, and that's what this was, right? There was images of uh, Hunter Biden getting a blowjob. There's one of those. Uh, there was just an image. One of them was just the prostitute, which I Did thought was weird. Did they censor like her, the women's faces at all? Yes. Okay. Because yes, I, I was, I was like, there's no way they're just like outing these. Hunter women Biden's at. face not censored. Nice. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Marjorie Taylor Greene to just, I guess, out these women. Yeah. But it's already wild to just show those. In Congress. Yeah. And then just be showing a bunch of naked women who had no idea what any of this is. And the craziest part to me is Marjorie Taylor Greene says these are like pornographic images. She admits this. She yeah. says that Hunter Biden was like taking pictures, taking video. First of all, dude can't help but take pictures. <laughs> I'm saying. Dude cannot help but record himself. He just is doing anything. Compelled to do it for some reason. Holy shit. But she herself says like Hunter Biden was recording porn. That's already a weird way to frame it. Uh -huh. But if you believe that, why are you showing it to Congress? <laughs> He's doing porn. Look at it. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. Uh, the original board that she pulled up was just evidence. It was some email of confirmation that he had purchased a ticket for the people in the pictures to uh -huh. like either fly overseas or to a different state or whatever for the purposes of sex. And it's like, okay, fine, whatever. Like yeah. he probably did it. Fine. Okay, cool. Um, but then yeah, she, uh, she whips out the, the naked Hunter Biden cock photos and those are in <laughs> congressional archives forever now. Like did, did they need to be whipped out? Yeah, I don't think so. It wasn't necessary. <laughs> he didn't need to whip it out. She didn't need to whip it out. Like, yeah. come on. They, there's two layers here. Like, yeah, uh. and, and some Democrat interjected and was like, uh, Mr. Chair, do we need these photos to be shown <laughs> right now? And then the chairman was like, well, they've been on the internet for a long time so like i'll let it slide it was oh, a republican chairman because it's in the house so you can just throw anything up but yeah right like, <laughs> like you can throw up anything that's on the internet now <laughs> just because it might be relevant to some <laughs> investigation you're doing but also if they've been on the internet widely available you don't gotta show them in congress everyone Facts. knows you can you could drop a link everyone you could maybe knows. send a link in the group chat maybe yeah. you could uh reply all yeah, <laughs> yeah anything but this really i can't imagine being that poor staffer who one you're already working for margie taylor green mm -hmm. so that's got to be crazy but then she comes to you and she's like oh i had a long day censor these cock photos <laughs> <laughs> yeah because someone had to do it right somebody had she, to get in there she, and put the sensor bar she up. walks up to your desk in your cramped office yeah slaps a flash drive on your desk <laughs> says censor these images uh, don't do it liberally. Censor <laughs> <laughs> these images as little as you possibly can. Yeah. And then they do it. They prep the board. Oh, what's this for? Congressional hearing. <laughs> Everybody's going to see this. 
I like to think it was her idea to do this. Like she, I like, meant to, to. I like to think that she did it. Yeah, she's the she one at the helm. Did the censoring? She's obsessed with this man's cock. You had to know that she looked at the photos, right? I mean, she had to have. She had to have, <laughs> she had right? To have right? Somebody Uncensored. had to have, and somebody had to get it to her, and I doubt she was, like, send it to be censored. Like, they nonstop, and they tweet about this kind of stuff all the time, Hunter yeah. Biden being a crackhead, fucking hookers and stuff like that. They just be thinking about this man naked Could constantly. Could you, like, that? <laughs> <laughs> Could you so, FOIA Marjorie Taylor Greene's <laughs> communications about Hunter Biden's cock? Oh, it's, so it good. can't be classified. No. Everybody's seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the line of argument here, right, is like, uh, so the reason that they claim they're so focused on this stuff is because Hunter Biden has had connections to various companies in uh, or various companies in Europe. Yeah. And the idea is that while Hunter Biden was at these companies, he gave these foreign companies access to Joe Biden for yeah. money, which would be like a, a sort of political corruption scheme. They haven't presented any evidence to this. There is evidence that he's gotten money from these companies for access, but no evidence that he's actually given them access uh-huh. to Joe Biden. My thought is that he probably was like, yeah, I'll, I'll show you to my dad if you give me this money. Uh-huh. And then by the time they were like, hey, show us your dad, he was, you know, high as hell. He said no. Snorting cocaine <laughs> yeah. fucking women. He already I mean? spent it. Yeah, it's <laughs> gone. He's like, the money's gone. I need more. And if even if he did, fuck, you f- you f- bring evidence to the table, lock him up. I don't care. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> to that end, you don't got to show the dick photos. <laughs> you don't have to. You, like, were these on C-SPAN? Yes, yes. <laughs> no way. Yeah, well, it, it's a congressional hearing. It's all on C-SPAN. <laughs> it's all free, available to everybody. Not age restricted. Everybody could have gone and watched it. Like, it, it's <laughs> crazy. She's bringing a projector to the next hearing. She's play the video. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking hentai. With <laughs> no way. With the, with the, with the blurred out. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I think this makes Marjorie Taylor Greene look insane, by the way. I I don't think this makes her or the Republican Party look good in any way. Because, like, I think this is funny, but, like, my parents who don't live on the internet like I do, what do they think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do they think? What, what do they hear this and think? Like the the average Republican voter probably like repeats the Hunter Biden laptop talking see that point. Cock. Yeah, well, I, I think they repeat the talking point like, oh, Hunter Biden's corrupt. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like just as purely as a talking point, not something they care about. But this to me, even nowadays in the Lord's year of 2023 seems like a, a step too far they're, for they're average people. infatuated with it. Yeah. Holy thinking about shit, it. Just dude. think my dick all the time. One man specifically. <laughs> One man. Oh my God. This is good. Uh, to end out this news story, I have a fun headline though. Okay. It's from the National Review. Oh, it says, quote, Marjorie Taylor Greene may have sent Hunter Biden's nudes to a bunch of minors. <laughs> no way. <laughs> the idea here is, is, is that during this committee hearing, yeah. which he showed the revenge porn of, of Hunter Biden uh, they, having like sex with hookers. That's illegal. It, the idea here is that she showed these pictures at this congressional committee and those same images or a video of those images was also sent through a campaign email, which teenagers may have been on because it's not age locked. Oh, so yeah. she just sent this video to a bunch of her constituents, some of which may have been underage. Marjorie minors. Taylor Green sends porn to minors. Yeah, that's a title right there. That's Come crazy. on. That's nuts. Uh, so, yeah, protect the children. <laughs> <laughs> Just a nonsense story. Like, what the hell? Imagine, like, like I imagine the founding fathers seeing this. Yeah. Imagine Benjamin Franklin getting word of this. These sacred halls, right? Oh, holy shit. Just being corrupted. The with framers dick. of the Constitution just coming through, like, what is going on? Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed that story. Uh, go find the pictures if you want. I don't know. I'm not like, going to show them. Look them up. We can't show them. No, we won't. <laughs> uh, it doesn't need to be spread anymore. Like, you you can go find them yourself. I mean, they they said it themselves. Everybody's already seen them. They've yeah. been on the internet exactly. long enough. Exactly. Uh, some extra stories to end out the, the, the news cycle here and end out this episode. Uh, first one, if we're talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Biden did a little remix ad with Marjorie Taylor Greene in it. Wasn't an AI voice, actually. Really? They basically just um, clipped her saying a bunch of good things about Joe Biden, and they kind of oh, like flipped cool. the context around. She there was like clips from her at various conventions where she's like, "Yeah, he's continuing um, FDR's legacy and investing in an infrastructure and all that kind of stuff." <laughs> and they just made it so it looked really good for Biden, which I thought was cool. That's sick. We yeah. love clip chipping. Yeah, yeah. Some people have predicted, although this is total oh. conspiracy, that Marjorie Taylor Greene did the cock photos after this ad aired to get back at him. <laughs> I don't think it worked. <laughs> I'm going to show your son's cock to everyone watching C-SPAN.
<laughs> to get back at you for clip chipping me. Come yeah. on. What a strategy. What a serious That's, She's just strategy. in the gutter right now. What yeah. else does she have to do after um, getting... what? She was kicked out of the Freedom Caucus, uh, right? Divorced, yeah. Divorced? <laughs> yeah. What else does she have Probably to do? Probably lost Fuck, custody dude. of her kids. Like, who knows, right? <laughs> That they're fucking three bottles of villain, wine deep. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pull up the cock tomorrow. You think <laughs> yeah. you think she did it like 11 p.m.? <laughs> yeah, she made it on Canva. <laughs> <laughs> on Canva, she's sliding the ready to go to bed. So, some staff are still in the office working real hard, about to leave. Checks the email right before he or she left, and she's like. Center the cock. Yeah, yeah. Some staffers writing like a serious piece of legislation uh-huh. that's meant to like showcase that you know she's ba- getting back on track. She's a serious legislator. Exactly. And then she's like, "I need the cock photos. I, I, <laughs> Are you I done need with you yet? to center these. Yeah. Scrap what you're doing. I, Throw it away. Just imagine the person who had to print those out to like post them on the board. <laughs> imagine the person who had to organize the board. <laughs> so silly. And I love the big boards in Congress. I think those are gas. They're fun. They're and really every fun. time a conservative brings one out, it's something sick. Like when Ted Cruz, during Katenji Brown-Jackson's hearing, yeah. brought out the anti-racist baby book. Mm-hmm. Gas, dude. You think his baby is racist? <laughs> uh, the other tiny news story that we can talk about as we end out has to do with oh. the writer's strike, the writers and actors strike now that we talked about last week. Uh, there was this this story that the uh, I can't I remember which company Universal. Or studio. is it Universal? I think so. Universal had gone out and cut all of the leaves off of the trees so that the strikers wouldn't have any shade as they walked down the sidewalk. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, destroying public property, exactly. and I think L.A. County or or whoever's in charge of that is already on the L.A. That. The L.A. comp because yeah. like if you don't know the they were protesting on the public sidewalk. They mm-hmm. were under the shade of the public trees during hot California summer, mm-hmm. and Universal had someone come through and trim the trees so that they didn't yeah. they had less shade uh yeah. illegal you can't do that you don't own those trees uh the la comptroller came through and said something like um every three years the trees can be trimmed and you have to get a special permit whenever you want to do that universal mm-hmm. did not get or whatever company did not get this permit what they did was illegal and we'll be pursuing them with like fines yeah i mean it probably won't do anything to them no it's but- like yeah. It's another case of imagine being that guy <laughs> out uh-huh. at three in the morning cutting, cutting the literally cutting branches off of trees <laughs> so that strikers who are making twenty six thousand dollars a year don't get to strike. <laughs> like it's first of all again a destruction of public property uh, and just another level of petty. Imagine being just the studio exec and you're sitting, you're like, oh, how do we break the strike? We we already told them we're gonna wait it out till they don't have homes anymore. Sun poisoning. What if they didn't have shade either? Uh huh. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what if we send them to the hospital because they overheated in the 115 degree California sun? That's good. That's good. Next, they're gonna I don't know send like interns or whoever's not striking that work. They're executive mm-hmm. interns or executive assistants. They're gonna send them out to every store in like i don't know a three mile radius buy all the water mm-hmm. <laughs> they could probably buy do it. every single pack of water <laughs> come back to work if you want to drink <laughs> just have it inside I, at this point i'm giving them ideas i'll bill them for yeah it. i don't know how you can look at the story of universal studios doing this and be like yeah this is totally normal company behavior yeah that's cool yeah the yeah, companies are correct here fuck those strikers actually yeah. they don't deserve shade also, or wages on on the topic of this writer strike so many people in our comments just defending the studios for some reason like what are Brother. you doing first of all if you're right wing you should want the companies to fail i thought they were woke yeah and like ran by jewish people or yeah. whatever like I thought that was. I, that I thought was you your hated the problem. Jewish like pedophiles that ran Hollywood. Yeah. Don't you want to see them like I don't know lose some of the money? Like why? What are you doing licking the boot? Come on now. Like, yeah. It's, it's just it's so silly. I don't know what. I saw a bunch here. of people saying, "Well, they should just be better at their jobs." Then. Yeah. Not understanding that this is an industry wide strike. <laughs> yeah. Like if part I of don't, which has to do with AI, by the way, akin to like if every factory worker in the country went on strike, you would not tell them to go work at another factory because mm-hmm. they can't. Yeah, where else are you gonna go, dog? Like they're they're writers in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. What are they gonna do? Move to fucking Bollywood? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Not even to mention that like working harder doesn't translate to more money. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Are you really gonna argue that the hardest working Americans are the ones that make the most? <laughs> That's the position that you're gonna take. I don't think that anybody actually believes that, except. For for the people that tell you meritocracy is real. Except for like middle managers. Yeah. Those are the ones that believe that. It's just absolutely insane that anybody would go to bat for these studios. Like, what what are we doing? They've been so comic book evil. Yeah. This a whole entire time. And then they cut it. They, they, they eat the fine because they know they can, which doesn't even make sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, just pay them more. 
mm-hmm. you're going to get like a hundred the hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. You could have just paid them more. You, you could have just paid them more. And what they're asking for represents like a small percent of the the net profit that they're actually taking yeah. in. And on top of that, it would just enable them to make better products, which makes you more money. Come, Come on. on. We've talked also, about it so many times that these strikes of, cost so much more than what they uh This is a thing that always happens that always really bothers me about strikes, but people that defend the companies always act as though or imply that companies and the people that run them are just these like forces of nature that have to act certain ways uh-huh. uh, because that's what the profit motive dictates. No, these are individuals making decisions, right? And the uh-huh. trees thing perfectly represents that. Some individual or a group of CEOs or executives or whatever said, let's go and cut the trees so people have to burn in the hot sun in California. An individual made that decision. Are there structural pressures that compel them to act in certain ways to derive more and more profit? Of course. No. But they're still human beings that have agency. And uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, these structural pressures are uh, what we're trying to upend. God, it's just it's just so fucking silly the way that they act. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like, uh, is there really a structural pressure there to make you go do an illegal thing and break the trees? Well, that, no. <laughs> but I meant generally like yeah, the process. I know, I know yeah. what you mean. I know what you mean. But it's like the trees thing, that is wholly just an individual just being cruel. <laughs> yeah, you're just being mean, right? You're just being Like evil. I get that there's structural pressure on the studio to want the want to break the strike. Mm-hmm. But to do this is so petty. Yeah. It's beyond petty. You didn't have to. It's God. purely extra. So we're going to an intern is going to buy all of the sunscreen in LA County. <laughs> yeah. They're done for, bro. They're we're playing gonna, the long game. You're going to lose your house and give you melanoma. We're going to cause a shortage of these products. <laughs> We're going to start a wildfire, actually. No, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you all in, enjoyed that news. The DeSantis talk, the Marjorie wow. Taylor Greene talk, the cock news. I mean, cock news. Can't who that, doesn't right? love hearing about cock news, huh? Exactly. Come on now. Who doesn't love hearing about cock? Uh, but before we got to close out this episode, you know who we have to thank. The people who love hearing about cock mm-hmm. so much that they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they give us money every month. And with that, I have to give a special thanks to Nikki Nine Lives, Caden Kraut, Lord T the Radiant, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, Talia Kotz, 40% Spite, Andrew Harris, Mike Jablinski, Mattias T, Omar Zuno, Clayton LaFed, Mark Yeager, Dylan B, Kaz, Caleb Joy, Jim Bobs, Carl D, Rich Torrell, Tari, Gavin Meyer, Maldonado, Hunter W, Fergalaki, Max Vezquez, Jacob Rogers, Colton Mooberry, Fixer Punk, Jim Egbers, Jeff Muzzy, Bagel Burrito, Cincy Alex, Joe Stenstrom, Adrian Sandoval, Chloe Sam 601, Colleen Cuts, Gregory Isn't My Name, Veryuk, Jennifer DeVoe, Big Bird Titty, Crawfishin, Beneth Bennington III, Alexia Benanti, Niche, Big Booty Beatdown, Moises T, Sam Maloney, Two-Headed Boy, Benjamin's Boyfriend, Jonathan Cassis, Luke O'Shea, Cucker Tarlson, Danielle Jackson, The Word of Microsoft... Jennifer Signs, Aaron and his Gundam, Gundams, Darth Father, Aiden Taylor, Corey Chambers, Sewer Snack, L.E.N., John Glover, Wee Thief 69, Devin Hatchard, Retro Mondo, Meatball Minion, Emma the Dude Slayer, Claire McMillan, Breezy B., Elijah Murray, Veronica, a.k.a. V., Raxon, Ash Smith, The Grotler, Magic Ian 95, Flower Clown, Jasper and Garris, Beetlebugs, Three Crows in a Trench Coat, uh, in a Trench Coat. Trench Coat, really? Fuck. Wow. It's just a long name, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lonnie well, Rogers. So now you're insult- wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Lonnie Rogers, Slavic and Sapphic, Casey Lynn Kelly, Snake Eyes, and Hopa Giants, AK Gone, Aquanadon, Zach Lantian, Info Russell, Austin Greif, Marcus Corbett, Caleb Roper, Dustin Waldron, Taylor Rensock, Ishi Teddy, Cami, Calliope, Reagan, not like the president, Pagan Jester, Tylen Freeman, uh, Steak Daddy, Tay Tay, Chill Cascade, Isaac Hodges, Madeline C, Pab the Pab 69, and my mom. Thank you all so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Excellent. If you want to get your name on that list, you know where to go. If you want early access to all of our episodes and content, patreon.com. If you want to never be victims of the weekly news cycle, if you want to never be victims of everything fun happening on Monday and Tuesday, except for last week. Yeah, exactly. You know what to do. Head over to the Patreon. And if you want to look nice this summer, endtheoffice.com. Grab yourself some merch. Grab a t-shirt, grab a hat, grab some stickers. You know where to go. If you happen to be striking at Universal Studios (laughs) and there's no more shade by you, you're going to need something to cover your pretty little face. You know what I mean? Your beautiful eyes. Every tragedy is an opportunity. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a silver lining in everything. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to bring it full circle. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week, everyone.